Because <laughs> I was like, hey. Well, I just, so I don't know if we're keeping this in, but if we are, usually for the listeners, we will like, right before we turn this recording on, we're like, so who's going to say well? It's, who's going to actually announce like, hey, everybody. And today we we were just like, record. And I got it. Give me two seconds. Okay. Mm. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Relative Pitch. I hope we're having a great day. Fabulous day, actually. It's yeah. a Wednesday. Hello, say back fabulous day to me. Great. How are y'all doing? Oh, audience participation. Right. right. Audience participation. I mean, I think we're all a little booked, busy, and blessed on this beautiful Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I... You know, it's springtime and springtime is just one of those times where it's like renewal. It's time to be out in the streets. Oh, oh no. Now, Anthony, for our audiences, audience members who don't know what the streets are, elaborate. They know what the streets are. Well, it can be whatever you want the streets to be. I mean, it can be uh, your work streets, you know, get out and um go learn new fundamentals go learn you know talk to new people um if you are like some of us that are more adventurous you know go to another restaurant a new restaurant with good libations um you know you know get into your water bag you know drink your water okay i guess okay so, but it's springtime, and, and especially after the conversation we had last week with Travis Cross about, you know, sabbaticals and taking time for rest. Um, so, of course, after the time of rest, now it's about renewals, about getting back into things. And a lot of us right now either have had a spring break or is on spring break. So take that time to really just rest. So then when you come back, you can see the end, you can see that like light at the end of the tunnel to the last day of school or the last day of the semester or something like that. I'm proud of myself. I canceled all high school lessons this week because it's, it's my spring break. I'm still doing a residency or two. You'll see it on Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. but I am a rehearsal or two, but I canceled all high school and middle school lessons this week. You know, actually applause for you because I would have thought you would have done that. I would have thought actually if you were on spring break, you would have been doing more. So it's it's the little steps. No, don't be saying that because, you know, um, I might pop up somewhere on a Tuesday. No, don't manifest it. Well, but, <laughs> but let's talk about it because, you know, I, I think, Lauren, you said this last week. You was like, you know, we three do not know how to truly sit down and relax in things. I will say I know how to do it better than you two. Because mm-hmm. I I will sit. I will stay in bed. Don't talk to me. Don't say nothing. We fine. We good. If uh, anybody is ever going to come into Anthony's villager circle, mm-hmm. the first thing you need to know, you better catch him before he hits his doorway. Correct. If you do, and like, when I say hit his doorway, 10 minutes out. Because the minute he pulls into his place, you have to go get him, and that is like, like negotiating with like Al Capone. Like you really have to convince this man to like get in your car, not to drive anywhere, just to get in your car. So yeah, Anthony, the minute he hits his house, Ovi. 
but and that's because I I have set that boundary of I give myself so much of when I'm either at work or at school where I'm giving my hundred percent. It's all that. So by the time I get home, I'm like, I'm drained. I'm tired. Not drained in a bad way, but I, I just you know a day a day can be long. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to go home, refresh, get some rest. So I'm again ready for tomorrow. Um, so I, I think that's the boundary that I have just created. Um, and I'm sticking to my boundary. As you should, because boundaries, first of all, it's, and it's easy to blur the lines of what are even boundaries when it comes to friends, you should have boundaries, even when it comes to your friends and just boundaries for yourself in the sense of, nope, I said I needed this. I or literally this morning said, I really wanted to go to bed early. I really wanted to do this. Hold on to them because, I mean, your body is, it tells you, it is literally like telling you, hey, we need to chill out. Hey, I want to sleep. Hey, you should maybe not eat that. Maybe we should have something. Like, it'll tell you what you're craving in those senses of what it's needing. But like this week, and y'all know when I go through craziness, my the first thing that happens is my tonsils get swollen. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> it's always the first thing that happens. And I'm like, dang. So what it tells me is like, you're not sleeping nearly enough. You're not eating well, which is the truth. I just sometimes will have those days, you know, and we say it's unintentional, but no one should be getting home and eating dinner, eating the first thing at 7 p.m. It's just not, it's not great. Do not do it. That is it. Um, drink water. I will have to say my water is always with me. Either I have a home Yeti and then I have my hydro flask and my work bag always with me. Like that will happen. I will be hydrated. I just, it's just so bad. I'm sorry. My home Yeti and my hydro flask. But like I, the hydration is necessary, but like this week, I remember waking up one day and my throat felt so awful like it felt like there was like a golf ball here and i just was like oh my gosh what's going on and i rested on the moments where i could i could have gone out i could have gone i said no i'm gonna go home i'm gonna rest and i feel significantly better i did not have to hit the point where i'm like oh my gosh i have to sit out for a week i have to be awake you don't you don't have to hit that point the issue is that we're all so invested in our education, our careers, and we feel like, no, if I slack off now, it's going to affect me later. No, what actually is going to happen if you don't take the time to actually rest the way you need to, it's going to catch up and you're going to end up having to take a whole week off, if not two weeks off, because you allowed yourself to get to that point. It's better to just take a day sometimes, even when it's so easy to, I want to go out, I want to do this, I want to go do that. Take a day and just chill and see what the effects can do mentally. Oh my gosh, the mental effects for me of just journaling, reading, sitting around, chilling, like having a t- moment to myself where I don't have to talk <laughs> to anyone. That was me yesterday. I hibernated. So to all my friends, if I did not answer your text until midnight last night, it's because I took the day for myself. I really didn't want to be on my phone. Um, and it was great. I feel better because of it. <laughs> it does work. It's so important to kind of just like, um, it's important to just unplug, to unplug and just say, let me have a day for me. Because when I have a day for me, then I can be myself, 100% myself for everybody else that needs me. Because especially being a teacher, 
like you give so much to other people. Like you were constantly, and, and not just a teacher, but in, if you're working and especially if like you're in a higher level position, like a manager or something, your job is to be on call for other people. And mm. if you don't take care of yourself, how can you give anything to somebody else if you don't even have all your ducks in a row? Because what are you giving them? Because it is it's not it is not going to be truly beneficial to them. And I learned that as a teacher that, you know, I cannot I can't give you advice to certain things because, again, that's not I have not fully prepared for that. And 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 I think we should talk about how if we are not versed in some things, it is OK to be like, I am not an expert in this field and this is not find someone who can give you the things that you need because I am not that person and that goes beyond the job sometimes that's your relationships mm. sometimes that's you know anything just it's not me get somebody else to do it respectfully I was just, respectfully I was just talking to one of my students and he was they let's say they so it was very non-specific they were telling me about issues that they have. And I was like, you know, I have some friends and some other people in my life who have these issues. And honestly, I can't relate. I just, I'm not that person who's like, is it empathy that feels what you're feeling or sympathy? What is sympathy? What is sympathy versus empathy? Empathy is like, I think empathy is more like, I can empathize with you because this is an experience I have gone through or something similar where sympathy is like, oh, I sympathize with you because you are just going through this. So empathy is more of the personal connection because you've experienced something similar. Sympathy is just, oh, you went through something. I'm sorry. You know? So I have like slight sympathy for people like that go through these things that I'm not saying I hate them, but I'm just like, Hey, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you deal with this. I, I don't know what to do. There's people who are professionals at this. I will recommend if you even need to move your lesson time so you can go get this, please let me know. Because me, I no idea to help you. Like, like I still, I mean, to this day, I've been privileged enough to not still understand the people who don't want to get out of their bed in the morning. Like I can, I can feel that I can, you can describe what you're meaning to me and I can see it. But even if I don't want to go work for 12 hours a day, the minute I get there, I know I'm going to have fun. Even if the kids piss me off, you know what I mean? Like I still have fun. So like, I still don't fully understand the people who don't want to get out of bed in the morning sometimes, but I know it's a thing. I know it's a real thing because my friends have gone through it and some family members so I'm just like, you need to take this time for you. Keep me in the loop. I'm like, honestly, just this is all you have to practice. Like when a student tells me that they're going through this, I'm like, okay, here's the big thing. Practice twice this week, please. Only limited to 30 minutes. We can fix a lot of your issues in our lesson. The other seven, five days, take for yourself and figure out what's going on. And that's something like teachers, we have to constantly reflect and see what our students need. Like if your students need someone who's hardcore in their face all the time, that's great. But if your students need somebody to be like, um, we can't even do this today, y'all. Let's just go get coffee and let's just hang out. Like there's both ends of the spectrum. And we have to be this like mole, like this uh, was 
where we just mold it differently for every student. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that in terms of teaching instruction and pedagogy, but we don't talk about that in how we interact with each student. Mm. I mean, and it's yeah. another part of the thing. It's not just how you relay information, it's how you interact person to person. Sure. No, absolutely. And I, I want to go back a little bit to, to what you were talking to, you know, this idea, because um, sure, we have many listeners and we, I believe, all have had friends who have, you know, suffered from, you know, depression and had those effects and had those moments where they did not want to get up. You don't want to do this. And it comes in different packages, too. It's not just this idea of, like, I don't want to get up or, like, I can't get up. I, I, I don't, I don't like you know cleaning up and all you know taking care of myself all this stuff to to people who've never been through that or been in that type of headspace it can be really hard to imagine and that's completely understandable and if you're unable to empathize you can absolutely sympathize as a as a teacher and i think the biggest thing if we're going to take a more because none of us are experts on this at all whatsoever is something we have just experienced with either personally or with seeing it with friends family members etc but I think in a teacher standpoint, and actually as a, as a student, something I'm thinking about, we're talking about spring, this idea of renewal, what happens in spring? We, I mean, cleaning, cleaning, right? This whole idea of spring cleaning, of this idea of let's clear away. And I remember, oh my gosh, I don't know if y'all remember like going through a heavy, deep spring cleaning at your home with your parents and just getting rid of so much crap of like oh I don't, and, you know me as a kid i would get distracted i'd find a yo-yo and i'm like playing with the yo-yo for 30 minutes uh -huh. i'd set it down then i should be cleaning clothes and i'm trying on like old like dresses from formals and old church dresses so like my room ends up getting filled and filled or i'm pulling things out from i don't even know when and then I'm like, oh, I guess it's time to let some of this go. You know, and my mom usually would come in and go, okay, so what are we going to give away? What are we keeping, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is the same thing. What we're talking about is whenever it comes to situations like this, most of the time it's trying to figure out what things we need to let go that are putting us in those states where we feel so heavy or if, where we're not excited to get up out of, the, out of the bed. It's this moment where we go, what are the things that are causing this to happen? What are the things that are affecting me in this way that I no longer need, that no longer serves the purpose that it once maybe had? And then from there, then there's room for this renewal, this the, the new energy, the new life to be breathed into us that's gonna take us to the next level. So like, that's exactly, I'm in that moment right now where I'm I'm rethinking all the things that I have had in the past that maybe did get me to where I am that I'm like, it doesn't work for me anymore. And that's okay. I just have to let it go. You know, and it's hard to let things go, especially when it comes to letting people <laughs> go. You know, that is a hard, that is, and we've talked about that before, like having to let go of, of people in order to move forward. It's the same idea, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, that's probably the hardest thing to do is to let go. I remember, um, and I, I actually have this habit from my mom, even though she used to yell at me when I was younger, during the spring cleaning phase, it's like, you don't even wear this, you need to go, you need to put this in this pile, you don't even wear it. And I'm like, yes, I do. When is the last time? Mm, it's been a long time, but I still need it. I still need it in my closet, though, just in case the one chance I do need it, you know? And, and but it's that like attachment style to it. Um, and then like 
it kind of goes to people. You're like, I don't really want to get rid of this person, but what what am I bringing them and what are they bringing me? You know, what, what are we getting from this relationship here? Um, but it's just funny because uh, I remember just being so like upset. You want me to get rid of this? Why? I need this. Don't you know how much I need this in my life right now? And then I'll probably forget about it as soon as the conversation is over. And I, that was, that was me. That was, but, and the uh, specifically with my mom, I was like, you know, you have so much stuff. Okay. And you don't get rid of your stuff. So I, this whole, my, my thing comes from you, ma'am. Okay. You started this. Just saying. Yeah. Ooh. Mother slander on relative pitch. We will not. <laughs> I, I can't do it. Anyways, um, my fingers are too fat. Um, uh, was I never threw anything away. This spring cleaning thing, that's for y'all. I'm a hoarder. We know. Well, well, I've got better. Like, when I was leaving Michigan, I literally throughout so much stuff i was like honestly i can't fit you in the car and i'm not taking another trip so i'm throwing you out i throw out so many things because i was like i'm that's what it comes to okay when especially like it's like make another trip or throw it in the trash it's going in the trash Going in the trash. I mean, anthony remember this from when we left undergrad i was like all these pots and pans that were given to me i don't want them yeah Florida back to Georgia and it was like this ain't gonna fit throw it away and I remember somebody actually I think it was you Michael uh he was like you sure you don't want it I am so positive and I I then collected some of the stuff exactly I was like no I don't want this like it's okay but it, it goes to like being put in a hard position then you really realize do I need this or do I not and the, and the kind of goes to your job. When you get put in a hard predicament, you're like, do I really need this? Well, well sometimes you need that bag sometimes. because you got to get paid. Sure. Get your bag. And your car payment and your credit card payments. Like you, Sometimes you need the X amount, but you can find it a different way. You know what I what I do want want to talk about for the last couple of minutes is that what I don't like about what I'm seeing in this field mm. that people are still in their jobs mm. when they've proven that they shouldn't be. Um and Let me see how let me see how to say this. Huh? Um, so you have person A that has been in a job for 10, 15 years. Maybe they've had a little success, but it's fine. Um, and they get into some trouble, but because that person is, you know, in that position, they kind of get like this get out of jail free card. And I, and it's kind of that notion of, well, we know this devil, 
we don't know the other devil, especially like when it comes to a search and it's like person A has all of this baggage, person B is brand new, but we don't know this person. We're going to go with person A because we know all the devil tricks that come with this person. I don't like that. I also don't understand why that always happens with a new search because, hey, he guess what they don't come with tenure. You can fire them. Right. Like that's the easiest person to fire, actually. But Anthony, I know what you mean. I mean, it's always this is one of the the first uh you know business questions you get asked when you go, is like is it um it, does it cost more to you know keep an employee or to hire a new one? It's always to keep, right? So institutions. That's the first thing they go, well, it's going to be cheaper to just keep them. We already know what he's, you know, he, they, she, whatever are doing. Um, it's easier <laughs> than, um, than just keeping or just trying to hire. But you're right. There's, if, especially if it's not a tenure track position, you could, you know, just fire them later on if you don't like them. Even if it is tenure track, just if it is tenure track, you can take them right, right on off that track. <laughs> also, can we just talk about tenure for a just quick second? I think tenure is too powerful. Agreed. Agreed. Like, like I think it's a great thing. Yes. Yes, it is. But. I still think it's a get out, get out of jail free card. It is. Oh, the minute that paper is signed, baby. And it is said all the time. I can't wait till I get tenure. Then I'm going to just relax. This is why we do need. Like, I. And, you know, this at the high school level, we can argue. Middle school level, we can argue. At the college level. There needs to be some sort of evaluation happening. And allegedly, uh, there is. You have your course evaluations. You have the student evaluations. But we all know, like, they're probably not to a certain certain standard. Like, when I was teaching uh, public ed, and we used to have our fall evaluation, our spring evaluation, and our principal, and then sometimes district level people would come into our classroom and watch you teach. And there's a full rubric, a full rubric of this needs to be talked about. This, and it doesn't matter that I'm teaching music. No, you need to have this is the standard, and you need to follow this standard. And it's like, well, how do we go from you know, and also, let me just say that system is not, you know, doesn't have its flaws as well. Like, let, let's not let's not go all the way. Yes. there. Yes. But what I'm saying is there is a system in place there that still holds their teachers to a certain certain standard that even your most tenured teacher in public education, if they ain't teaching, um, excuse me, what's going on now? There is human error, okay? There is human error in those uh, systems as well because we all know, say a tenured teacher knows the principal very well, then that principal most likely is going to be like, well, you get a three when you really should have got like a two mm. out of four. Two means you fail. Three means, eh, you know, move on. There is human error in that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people always kind of attack systems and my thing is, uh, maybe the system is not the problem sometimes. It's most likely the human error of the system. The people who run the systems. Exactly. Because, I, I mean, I will have to say, like, I saw my own eyes how a, a teacher that's been teaching for a, a while 
was not the best of teacher, but somehow you got a glowing review on your evaluations. Uh-uh. Even the kids be like, yeah, we don't learn anything. Um, and you get a glowing review. So again, the system is there. Human mm -hmm. error is there. But also there needs to be somebody to check that person as well. Like okay. um, the whole teacher of the year, I know it go is different from every school, but at my previous school, teacher of the year was always voted on by the staff. Mm. which is flaw and it, the person who was in charge of the voting was the person of the staff mm. which is kind of a is you a can't conflict. do that you can't do that it should be like an outside party if it is going to be a teacher vote then it should be an outside party that is handling the votes right because that human being that that has the votes could easily be like well let me just Mm -hmm. it's just well, it's like, this, like this person really bought me a nice libation multiple of them right or i've known this well, person for 20 years and they've been wanting to be teacher of the year then i guess let me you know make them teacher of the year human error so like to apply this to like higher ed which is where some of uh, all of us want to eventually teach and do stuff with is like it's very not easy but it's pretty easy like are you going out into your conferences, into your profession? Like, like Anthony, is he going to CBDNAs? Is he going to the GMEA? Is he going to the Midwest clinics? Is he doing the presentation? Is he clinicking bands? It's very easy to see. And then like someone like Lauren and I, are we going to our instrument things? Are we doing these things? What are our students' successes? Like if you are at an undergraduate institution only, a big success is getting anybody to master's because if you don't have a master's there, it's usually harder for people to go get it because they don't see what they do. And so student placement and master's programs of the citizenships is great to see. If you have an applied teacher who's been teaching there for 15 years and there's been performance majors who's left, never placed in a master's program or want a job, that should be a very big indication that something needs to change. And there should be a nonpartisan person who really does the, who kind of do the evaluations of these people. And, and it, I feel like it benefits kind of all if you hold everybody to a high standard. Even your most tenured people, you cannot slack off just because you, you, you've been here for, who almost cussed. And you, and you did all this thing in the 80s. Ain't nobody care about the 80s. We in the 2020s. You almost cussed. I almost cussed. And and you've been here for 20 years. Uh, that And now you want to slack off. Well, guess what? If you've been here for 20 years and now you want to slack off, leave. Right. Yes. Because there is a person that is working. They ass off. Um, to get to the to get this position, that's probably going to come in here with all these wonderful ideas that yeah may may have some you know rough around the edges, but it's a young it's a young most likely a younger person. It's a newer person in the system, so yeah, there's going to be some times to uh to learn. But think about how that will amplify your school. That you have all this new energy, this new life, these new ideas coming through. Like, yes. why I never understood why people 
don't think that way, especially people that are, are truly your higher ups on the hiring process, why they don't think that way with the whole, I know this devil, I don't know this one. Well, I know this devil and child, this one ain't doing so well. In fact, this one is in a lawsuit. Ooh, let me shut up. Mm. <laughs> well, here, I mean, first of all, uh, second of all, um, <laughs> this is this is the whole thing. And I was thinking about it in my head because I was kind of like, well, everyone, it's true. It's the familiarity. If It's like these schools, whatever, even mu music schools, but all schools, you have this environment, you have this ecosystem, and everyone wants to keep it there. No one wants to shake things up or whatever, whatever. So yeah. this idea of sometimes bringing in a new person doesn't, it's not it. It's not what we're trying to go for. Imagine, imagine, this is what I was thinking about. If during those, if there was a biannual tenure review or whatever, whenever they went up for tenure review, you had to have an outside consultant who's a part of that, an out meaning someone who is completely, they don't talk, know anybody. They, there's no, they checked all the conflict of interest and said, nope, they don't know who sits on that tenure board, who throughout the however long, you know, two, six month period, they're there evaluating different teachers are sitting in, they're talking to administrators, they're sitting in different classrooms. And they're able to say like, they are able to see the things that maybe we in the system are like, oh, well, that's just how it is. Da, da, da. They go, absolutely fucking not. This is fucking apprehensible. <laughs> this is awful. Like this is, I'm being, I'm being serious because listen, the things that have been sliding are disgusting. And if someone were to come in there and you try to explain to them why you're keeping a certain person on after all the, I'm like, do you see how many of X, Y, and Z this person has against them? Do you see how many of this they have against them? Do you do you see the success rate of their students? There is no, I am, it, it is a, what is a vote of no confidence. I feel, and I feel like that is a huge thing. If the person who is in power, the the consultant, the tenure consultant came in and said, there is a, there is a vote of no confidence for these six tenured professors who are on here, I and there was a whole thing. Or then there was a process of like going through where they would either have to prove, you know, obviously because you want to be able to have them appeal that and go through that process. But again, that would put them back on their toes because they get real comfortable. They get they can do these these things and get away with it because there's not an outside person coming in going, "Are you insane? This is going on here, and you're just letting this slide." Well, just wait. It's going to happen. Something like this oh, is going to yes. happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if this process doesn't happen, the other side of the thing is they will eliminate tenure completely. And then there's no job security. You're back at an adjunct level. Like even at the high school, you can, you're still hired and you have to be personally fired. If there is no tenure, that means you could sign your contract there's no way you can get it renewed if they don't like you. And that could come down to a personal level instead of a professional level. And you never want to leave it to that. So that's why we need to have these things as like tenure reviews, um, outside examinations. Like there are some tenure committees do like, hey, give us a list of six people to call that's outside of this university to review you. But you can cross off three. Honestly, I will play a trick question. Cross off those three. Those are three I'm calling. See, I don't Love know if any of the time we start talking about why getting rid of tenure is a bad thing. It's, it's, 
the people who are doing great things, first of all, they're always going to get attacked, no matter whether or not they're tenured or not. The people who are trying to actually change things and shake the boat and do things for the good and the betterment are always going to have people who are against them in every single aspect. It's way harder for those people to get tenure than it is for these monsters to literally get tenure when they don't deserve it. So here's my whole thing. I don't I don't care anymore. Like if I if the people who we see who are deserving of these are already going through all these this hell to get into those positions, then the other people who don't deserve it deserve to sweat as well. They don't get to I, I you know what I mean? They don't get get to sit cozy anymore and we're just like, "Oh, well, think about cuz the argument is always for the people who are doing the right things, but then it's always the people who are not doing the right things who benefit from that." It doesn't work. One, one person's tenure review I was talking about with, I really liked how it happened. So they, um, it was for a Trump, a professor, obviously, because that's what I do. And they literally called three um, different Trump professors in the country that didn't even have a direct tie with him or a direct this. And they sent him, they sent these three people that weren't his former teachers or former students or like even former colleagues, and they sent them the whole tenure review package. They said, if you have any other questions, send us, we'll relay those questions back to you. And these three outside people did the tenure review for this person to see if they were getting tenure. And so, I mean, that's a non-bias. They get all their albums. They get all their professional credentials. They don't work at the university. They have no call at that university because they work at a different one already tenured. And they're like, well, and they'll be just like, well, this is what I see from their albums. Like, it's great, but this, this is what I see from their scholarly works. It's great, but this, I like that part. Cause then like you're judged by other people in your profession, not judged, but like, does this person deserve tenure? Has he done the work in the six, seven years process that becomes tenure? And it's very like telling when someone else is in your profession who is also doing this stuff, who has already gained tenure. Is I like that process. Not saying that's for everybody, but it was very eye-opening to see different processes. It just takes out the human era of a partisanship. Mm-hmm. That is, and, and I think that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. is that we have seen so much uh, of the good old boy network and good old boy system work too much for people that it should not have. People exactly. who are truly... Uh, wrong for positions that are doing just some dirty things um criminal things for some of them and but still somehow get rewarded of you have job security for the rest of your life because they shook the right hands they they kissed the right babies and and they had the right drinks with the right people Mm. And we saw a lot of that. And look, and you, we can fault the system as well because it is the system Mm -hmm. that we are in. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we get passionate and expect, of course, the system is not designed for the minority people because usually we end up being the ones that are applying for these positions um, to try to bring new voices, but we can't because there are people that are, are holding these holding these uh, uh, positions of power 
And it makes us just so upset because it's like, we know what you be doing. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on. But if it came down between me and you, you still got your job, even though you should be behind bars. <laughs> and on that, I rest my case. Right. Okay. Child, spring has sprung. Woo! <laughs> has sprung um well it's i mean we're at the start of a new month it's april i hope that everyone is able to let go of things that they do not need and able to breathe in new life get ready for this amazing new season we're about to have um and yeah just rest rest and renewal you know go walk in the sun Go walk in the sun. Go walk in the sun. And on that, um, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. Make sure to go back and check out all the other conversations we've been having. They have been such amazing guests this uh, season. Oh, yes. Please. And uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, next week. And we hope you have an amazing relative week. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. (laughs)